Welcome back to the Nullify Take channel here on YouTube, where we've got the TNT takes for you on Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains Week Six. That's right. I am your host, Chris, and with me is my two fellow co-hosts and Alliance members, part of the Backstreet Boys. Mucky, you haven't told Backstreet. them about the shiz yet, that, have you? Is that what we are? <laughs> you haven't Backstreet told them about boys. the shiz yet, have you, Mucky? No, 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 not your brother. Not yes, you. like I said, we're the Backstreet Boys. I've got Mucky and Kahuna here with me. Mucky, how are you doing today? Mate, I'm doing terrible, honestly. You know, it's it's not been my day. It's not been my week. It's not been my month. Has been my year, and we're only in March. You know, I've lost, <laughs> I've lost Shawnee. I'm just devastated. Listen, Mucky, my favorite saying, my favorite Kiwi saying is, you know, take a teaspoon of concrete and harden up. Basically, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got to get over it, mate. <laughs> this is Survivor. No. You lose your favorite <laughs> sometimes. Okay, go now. How are you doing today? Like the Backstreet Boys say, "Oh my God, we're back again." Yes, who's back? I'm excited. It is a hell of yeah, a great a great uh, week of episodes. A lot to break down, and, and the 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 tempo just keeps on going with Australian Survivor at the moment. Just a streak of amazing weeks and amazing episodes and amazing moments in probably Survivor history going forward. I think. Yeah, I mean it's amazing because any traditional Survivor season, when you watch it, you expect there to be ups and downs. You expect there to be very straightforward votes, but this season has continued to deliver episode after episode, and I've been definitely enjoying what we've seen. But let's have a look at uh, the live audience here. Odette saying, "All oh, please, no forty-four spoilers for those who haven't watched yet." Odette, thank you. I haven't watched it yet. I know I've got a stream link up for tomorrow when we're speaking to Omar, which I'm super excited about but i still have to go and watch that episode after this so please no spoilers um we do have marcus in the chat here as one of our moderators marcus welcome to the chat as well just make sure you keep an eye on that for us please mate um but i know everybody will behave jewel welcome as well and gabe say mucky you still have jerry and simon mucky yeah my two boys rocking it hard <laughs> well funny thing before we get into the actual recap um, there was this article, there was a, I, I wish I had wrote down the writer's name so I could give her a shout out, but there was an article written this week by someone who actually went out on location and spent time on Samoa when they were filming. And she actually had interviews with people as they were getting voted out of the game. And Kahuna, can you believe it that Simon is the front runner to win right now? The jury all says that if Simon makes the end, they're voting for him. He's not winning though. I don't, I don't think they will. Like it is... <laughs> I can't see how. Are you calling the look... jury liars? I mean, it's coming from the jury, I guess. How can I call them liars? All right, like it, it, they're the ones who are going to be deciding and not me. So it doesn't make sense. But I can't look at his game and every single thing that has gone wrong along the way and go, yeah, that's the winner. Mm. Um, unless, like, from we're still not finished yet, right? So there's a still a ways to go. And if he does pull out, maybe a Mike Holloway. And just win out. It, it can get undeniable, especially if some of the bigger people that we think should be winners um, are gone, and he's outlasted them by. Like maybe this is the year that like people actually respect, or not actually respect, but that the physical came and the winning the challenges actually gets a little bit higher precedence than maybe strategy. And if that's the way it goes, then maybe yeah, he is a front runner. But based on normal survivor play. It also has to depend on who he sits next to at the end. And I know people have been very high on George. We've continued to hear this whole week that George's social game has improved so much this season. And I've kind of questioned that a little bit and a few places, Mucky, because I 
kind of believe that with the way that George is playing this game currently, even though he's having all these one-on-one conversations, he really is like the mafioso. He's like the godfather sitting down with people. They have to pretend to like him at this stage because he's operating out of a place of fear, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's actually, it's, it makes perfect sense that George is one of the spy skills because he's always going to tell you what he wants, what he really, really wants. He'll tell you what he wants, what he really, really wants. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think this game has has improved a lot socially as well. You know, he's still made a lot of really tight, like, bonds with Jerry, Matt. You know, he was tight with Shawnee for a long time. And, yeah, I think having those social bonds has actually really carried him so far into the game. Like, Shawnee saved him so many times. Jerry and Matt are definitely part of his end game. And yeah, I feel like his social game has definitely improved because in Brands versus Braun, he only had Haley. He only had Kara. Mm-hmm. Way was constantly debating with an to flip on him. And um, yeah, so I feel like he's definitely branched out a lot more this time around. So it was definitely. Ah, dude, welcome back to the live stream. Joel saying, How the if and hell is George yeah. and Haley still there? I think that is the question. You know, if we if we know if we knew the answer to that question, we should go and put it all on black when we go to do roulette because we'd probably walk out there with a lot of money and be a lot more richer. Um, Andre Lee, welcome back. And Gabe saying, I'm happy with Australian Survivor because it lets us feel sad when players voted out. What great storytelling. And um, that's something that's been severely lacking, Kahuna, in recent seasons. I think sometimes with Survivor US, you know, we can't help but sometimes compare the two franchises to each other. But a lot of the times we almost don't feel as bad when somebody gets voted out over there compared to the storytelling when it comes to Australia Survivor. Why do you think that is? I'm going to I'm gonna have to apologize, guys. My audio keeps cutting out and I'm missing half of the questions. How about throw it to Maki? I'm going to get a different headset and I'll be back in a sec. 100% go for it. So, Maki, you know, you've obviously watched some of those last seasons that we've now seen. Outside of Jesse being voted out last season after he was sort of dominating the majority of that season, um, who else did you sort of feel really gutted about seeing them go out? Because obviously this season your heart's been broken over and over again with everybody <laughs> leaving the game. Exactly, with Rogue, Stevie. Oh, gosh. And I like I to see a counselor. Now, honestly, like especially in the new era, I haven't felt sorry for anyone, if I'm being perfectly honest, you know, it's, it's always been kind of like, ah, oh, here all these, you know, random sad backstories, but definitely as the game kind of progresses, you sort of, like, you don't really see them as as people, you see them as chess pieces, because the game's now all about strategy and moves and voting blocks. The Australian Survivor, like, as I've said from day one, it is my favorite franchise, because it does have that storytelling. You do heavily root for the underdog, you know, you do really care about who's on top, who's at the bottom, and they really do branch out all these different beautiful story arcs, especially when a big blindside happens, you're in on it, you feel the epicness of it. When someone, you know, like Stevie, when it gets voted out, you feel that heartbreak of what does Stevie do wrong? You know, same thing with Geordie. You really felt the heartbreak when you were Yeah, retired. 100%. So. Paul, welcome back to the stream as well. And everybody else that is in the live as well, we'll get into your questions pretty soon. But I do want to start off a little bit here at the beginning of week six. We go into episode 16 and we have a bit of a reward challenge that happens here for KFC. Kahuna, would you have been performing as good as George did when KFC was at stake? What's your sort of takeaway of choice over there in Australia? Takeaway of choice? I'm a... I don't know. I'm a big fan of all variety. If it was my wife, KFC is definitely the number one on her list. It's further down on mine because we have it so often because of her. So I'm like KFC out. So I wouldn't be quite as excited by as George. But I mean, 
I'm the big kahuna. There's a reason why I'm vegan. KFC is certainly on the list of options for me any day. It's just maybe yeah. not towards the top, but I'm a big yeah. fan anyway. Now, listen, I, I grew up loving KFC. It was a big thing in South Africa as well. But, you know, as I grew up, I, I kind of became more accustomed to Nando's. So I think if there was a cheeky Nando's out there, that would probably be the thing that I would go very hard for when it's that challenge. But it was impressive to see because we don't know George as someone that is do someone that does well in endurance challenge, someone that does well in physical challenges. In fact, not even in puzzles. It is his one weakness still in the game where he really struggles to perform. But with Haley, his ride or die this season he does end up pulling this off and he has a choice here mucky he can choose for someone to go with were you surprised that they ended up choosing the team that got second here in jerry and shawnee for this reward no i i, I think it's actually the perfect choice actually you know because yes you could have you know maybe left shawnee and jerry behind because you know you're tight with them and they'll tell anything that goes on but honestly there's obviously something special about sharing such a great moment with your mates, with your allies, you know, and um, and I think it's definitely something to to celebrate. It's KFC, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, grab your boys, grab your gals. Like, let's eat some chicken, you know. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Well, Gabe is saying we learned that if the immunity necklace was made out of KFC, George would win more immunities. <laughs> I think that the immunity necklace would be eaten. Yeah. And you wouldn't have an immunity necklace for the rest of the season. Um, now, this obviously creates a great opportunity for those that are not within the majority alliance to come together and strategize back at camp. And we see Kahuna at this point. Sean now has an idol but no allies in the game. So he tries to leverage here with his idol and he reaches out to Nina and also Sam and Simon in this position saying, hey, let's do something here. Let's flip this game on its head and let's go after the king himself. And George, were you surprised by this um, move that was made in the game by Sean? Um, no, I mean, it should be everyone's move all the time is go for George, go for George, go for George. At this point of the game, we're getting towards the, the pointy end of the stick. Everyone's goal should be get rid of George. He's played an absolute dominant game. And you said before that if the jury, the jury is saying that, um, you know, Simon could win, everyone would have, like, how many people said George is a threat? We got it. We can't sit next to George. You got to take George out. And, and it's not only the people on the island; it's everyone in the world that's watching this happening is going get rid of George if you want to win. Don't get rid of George for entertainment purposes because we want him there forever. But anyone playing this game, their goal should be get rid of George. So Sean, absolutely doing the right thing, and knowing that you know George is our way, he took that opportunity. Yeah. Um, Marcus, thank you so much for bringing this up. He says the author from that Mamamia article is Adrian Tam. So if anybody wants to go and check that out and see the full article, I thought it was really interesting where um, they also get a little bit of behind the scenes from those that have played in the Australian Outback and from those that have played over in um, Samoa and Fiji, which of the locations is the most difficult. And one of the things that she brought up was that in Samoa, it's probably the most difficult location to film, which is to me is shocking. I would have thought the Outback would be absolutely brutal to be um, living out in the outback doing this. But apparently it gets extremely cold in Samoa at night and it rains a lot. I don't feel like we've seen a lot of the rain this season and they've kind of hit that away from us, the struggle that has been going on behind the scenes. Uh, Dale, 
Welcome to the live as well. Finally back. Um, obviously, Dale, you're one of the OGs. I'll never forget that you've been with the channel from the start. Um, uh, listen, life happens. Sometimes you can't get to the lives. I appreciate you stopping by whenever you can. You know, if you sometimes want to leave a comment, that way I know you're still checking out the content. I'm more than happy with that, but it's great to have you back in the live as well. Um, now, obviously, in this specific position, you know, like I said, Sean tries to get this counter-alliance together to go up against George, but Simon kind of gives a little bit of this away, Mucky, because, you know, love him or hate him, Simon wears his emotions on his sleeve, and when he wins this immunity, he challenge he goes up to the enemy, and he celebrates a little bit too hard with them. What did you think of Simon being so blatantly obvious in the game? I think it's grade A gameplay. Honestly, it's like the top top gameplay, David Gennart level, Luke Toki level. No, I mean, you know, it's like as said about the KFC rewards, you know, it's like sometimes you've got to look at a, it's like when you achieve something great, you want to do it with your mates, right? You, you really want to like celebrate like such like, yeah, this amazing moment with people who you really care about. And so I definitely think in that moment, Simon did accidentally, you know, just had full emotion, no strategy and did just hike the people who do really matter to him you know like his alliance with george it's out of convenience and necessity not that he really wants to to work with george you know when you oh, voted for david when he voted for david the only reason i voted for him was because david is with the people who simon wants to work with yeah, and, so that and also because everybody left him out on the vote. So a lot of this frustration that people have had um, when it comes to players like Simon or Haley in the game, I feel should be directed at the OG heroes for just not being great at playing the game from their end and actually using and utilizing these options within the game um, and bringing Simon in. There was no reason to cut him out of any of the strategy talk after they merged. They should have really locked him in as a solid number. And the same could be said about Haley in some ways. They they unnecessary necessarily made Haley feel like she wasn't an option and she famously said well David you didn't want me in your alliance so here I'm voting you out because now I no longer have to worry or you no longer have to worry about it because you're no longer in the game uh Kahuna now obviously here in this position like we said Simon is celebrating a little bit hard and George notices this how impressive is George and how his brain works in this game because He's got some bona fide legends playing the game with him and Shawnee and Haley, and it didn't look like they were onto the fact that Simon had switched at that point. Their mouths were hanging open when he said we needed to t sort of change the game here and vote for Sam instead of who we were going to originally vote for. George doesn't stop. He's always on and he's always looking for the edge, however microscopic it may be. And sometimes it might be a misplay. But he's, he's looking constantly. And when you're looking constantly, law of averages say you're going to see a few things every now and then. And he saw Simon um, in a moment of, you know, emotion and, and really just enjoying um, the, 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 the day and what's just happened, um, letting his cards show a little bit too much. And George, being the, the ever-vigilant man that he is, uh, saw that Simon was leaning another way quite literally as he kind of got his wish and jumped into the arms of Sean, wrapped his legs around that big man and just got to enjoy the moment of like pure man love between the two of them. It was great. It was yeah. great, but a bad strategy move. <laughs> Beautiful TV moment, but not great for strategy. <laughs> Gapier says, Simon can't hide his emotions. We agree. 
He also says the hero's downfall 100% believe all their fault this season. And I agree with that as well. Uh, Tom, welcome to the live, says, just caught up on the live. I'm Team Simon or Liz now. I want to see George on the jury so he can roast Simon at the final tribal. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty brilliant, him telling Simon how bad he is at the game at final tribal council. Um, Andre Lee says, that spelling challenge immunity challenge is my idea of frustration, hell, and wish, and I can have behind-the-scenes clips of the contestants cursing and screaming out loud. Um, yeah, because it took so much patience, right, going back and forth in the game. I did want to say earlier, the nickname The Cat which DLP has given Simon really fits. You know, he, he's kind of built like a puma, very muscular, and he's like this cat with nine lives in the game because they just can't vote him out of this game, you know? So it's very fitting, even though he wants to call himself the beast, I think, in the challenges. Also, uh, here we've got Odette saying, just like in Heroes versus Villains in the US, there's a lot of parallels, actually, between the two seasons. Um, someone actually on Reddit, I think, spelled all of those parallels out this week which was quite interesting to read uh now obviously at this point Haley tries her best she wants to throw a bit of a spanner in the works here and she wants to try and get george voted out of the game she very much mucky realizes that for her to win this game she needs to take george out and she reaches out with an olive branch to nina saying that sam is going to get the vote how did the minority alliance get this wrong, Maki? Explain it to me because it was frustrating to witness. I know I'm a George fan, right? I don't want George to go home necessarily. But this season, I'm kind of like, do I want him to go home or do I not? Because I kind of feel like for the drama of him being voted out and seeing the Mad King fall, it would make for an epic story arc, even though I would be sad. What went wrong here, Maki? Help me make sense of this. I feel like for this craziness, we need the most crazy analyst on the panel to break it down <laughs> for us. Well, you know, as the most craziest analyst, I'm going to summarize in one word. Mateship. That's what went wrong. You know, Haley, she was part of the Mateship Alliance early on. So they never trusted her early on. And I feel like that was 100% their downfall. You know, if we talk about, you know, similarities, the heroes didn't trust Sandra about Russell being on top. And then the heroes got picked off one by one. Same thing here. They never trusted Haley, And then they got got decimated, you know? So, yeah, no, I've, it's the most boneheaded decision, I reckon. But that's on them, not Haley. But I definitely think, especially with all the promos coming out where Haley's sitting, I feel like she will actually take the kill on George, I reckon. Well, Kahuna, I want to ask you this, right? Because hmm. there was a lot of sentiment this week when I read the online, you know, I, I did it for us guys. I know it's scary out there on Facebook. It's scary out there on Twitter and on Reddit, but someone has to keep tabs on what the community is saying. And a lot of people have been going very hard after these OG heroes, which, you know, that's fair enough. They've brought a lot of this heat themselves on them onto themselves. Right. But is there something to say about Haley and the way that she timidly passed this information on to Nina? She didn't really fully go into it. Could she have done more to get this vote? going the way she wanted to do you think that she was being a bit timid here because i wonder if there was more Haley could have done uh yes and no like i think she she definitely could have gone harder because she was very timid and, and quite um sort of under the radar with it which i think she did on purpose because right now like nothing came back to her she got the information out there could have saved sam it was up to them to trust her or not but she didn't like endanger herself in doing so um, she, she put it out to Nina, but she, could she have gone harder? Yeah, for sure. She probably could have just approached Sean and straight up said, let's do this, but I'm going to be like super quiet about it and still be with George, but do it on, you know, do it on the, on the down low. Um, I mean, I like the move, putting it out there and by keeping it quiet, 
she did sort of eliminate that risk, but it didn't work. And if she pushed harder and actually committed to it fully, it probably would have came off. But they just were so unsure. There was conflicting information. Do you trust Haley? Do you trust Simon? Because they're giving different information. And Haley literally just went against them the vote before. So it's hard to see why that. And, and also they had in their mind, we tried to flush Liz's idol through David and, and put it to her, the, the, the wrong information. Mm. Why wouldn't Haley be doing the exact same thing, trying to flush the idol that we've got as well? So I can see, you know, why they didn't go with it. She could have done more to convince them, but she sort of kept it so that she's not at risk and putting herself out there. So yeah. I don't mind it, you know. And and obviously she didn't know that Simon was flipping over as well. She wasn't privy to that conversation happening. Uh, so therefore she couldn't tell Nina, listen, Simon has got the wrong information. We've made another plan behind his back um, to, to give them that assurity that she actually is giving the right information. So um, that makes a lot of sense. I do want to go back to a few of the comments here. Marcus Evans coming in here with a great suggestion saying, I want to see George and Simon on a season of the amazing race, knowing that they both have huge egos and would bring huge entertainment, just like they have the season. Now, Marcus, I love that idea because whenever you get two rivals having to work together within a season, it is going to bring some great entertainment. Obviously, we watched the challenge myself and Kahuna. Uh, there's such a thing as the challenge rivals. There's been a couple of seasons. It's had some of the most explosive seasons when rivals are paired up together and their fate is bound together within a game of you know deception, reality TV, and competition. So obviously, uh, the Amazing Race is the closest thing that you can get to that probably in Australia if the challenge Australia doesn't get a second season. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I think that would be great. Uh, Tom says you should be the 10 casting director with ideas that genius. And Andre Lee also approves of that suggestion. Uh, Chadut coming in with a question here. He wants to know, Maki, who's winning? Who do you think would win this season at this point? I, I honestly think Simon. I, you I reckon really he's think got it's it? Going to be Simon. Yeah, so I just rewatched the episodes just before this live, actually, you know, and they've made like like every time he does something right, it's such an over the top hero moment, just like when you've won That's the actually card, true. You know, it's been such a strong, heroic moment for him. Yeah. You know, never, you need to celebrate it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, and, it's like, and, and also, like, what else? And whenever he does something wrong, they really show. How, how much it really stuffed up, you know? I feel like at times with some some players, yeah, we see them stuff up, but we don't, you know, overbeat the drum on how much they stuffed up. But I think with Simon, potentially his story is, look, you know, I've I've stuffed up so many times, but I keep bouncing back from it and look around now. And I feel like the jury would actually vote for an underdog like that. Yeah, so I, 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 I will say this. I will say this. Simon is probably the person at the moment that I've got as the third most likely person to win the season. Um, I do think he's in with a shot. I do think the jury would vote for him if he gets there, especially if, like Kahuna said earlier, he Mike Holloway's his way to the end and he starts winning more immunities. I can see him still make a big move. Does he finally become the Kingslayer? If he becomes the Kingslayer and he helps take out the King, that could be a lot of credit coming his way for finally um, getting rid of him in the game. But the two players that I've got my eye on the most, Kahuna, is both Liz and Haley at this stage. I feel like the storyline is setting it up that George is going to fall pretty soon. You know, he's being portrayed as the Mad King. Power is going to his head. And the editors are making sure that we see this. 
and they have given us a sympathetic storyline for both Liz, obviously after this next episode, and we're going to get into that, um, losing her best friend in the game, potentially with an Avenge story arc that is ab about to happen moving forward in the game. And then Haley, obviously being a super capable player that's ruthless, but it seems like George has forgotten that. I mean, George sat next to her and lost, so he, he needs to rem remember what she's capable of and what she actually um, came like overcame in her season as well. She was on the chopping block a lot. Um, yeah, so we, we know how capable they are, and he needs to keep that in mind because we've seen already, and she's doing it sneakily, like I said, keeping it under the radar, but she's taken shots already, and at some point she's going to take a bigger one and not have to worry about hiding it so much where you're doing it behind his back, but you might do it to his face. And George has that when you said the mad King, I think he, he has gone too far. His resume was unimpeachable. He didn't need to keep adding and adding and adding and just leaving a wake of destruction in his path because eventually one of those people or not well those people that he has actually taken out are all in the jury and those people that are left are all eyeing him off and, and looking at him Haley, very much probably a bigger threat being an actual winner um has managed her threat level impeccably i don't know if george is actually going for the win or if he's just going for the tv like spectacular if you will and, and really... i think he's going for tv character spectacular yeah. first and if he just so happens to win he's happy with that interesting comment being brought up here by marcus i know marcus listens to all of the exit press so thanks marcus for bringing this up uh he says sean said in his exit press that Haley didn't talk to him for five days and sam had huge trust issues with Haley and clashed with her a lot due to the style their style of gameplay uh, obviously they've got very different ways how they look at the game but again that brings it up for me where you know, I feel like in this game, that's one thing George has done better than anyone else. He has continued to talk to everyone in the game. He's continued to reach out to players on the other side of the aisle to always keep the option open to work with them in the future, where um, it's a bit disappointing that Haley didn't do that because it could have paid off for her in that moment when she wanted to take a move and go up against George in the game. A lot of people here in the life doesn't feel like Simon deserved to win. A lot of people don't think that Simon has a chance to win. The reason we're bringing this up is because there's been an article that came out earlier this week where the jury has spoken and they've said they want Simon to win if he gets to the end. So there's quite a few people who are supporting Simon if he does get there. And again, I bring up the whole fact that we see an edited show. We only see a snippet of what happens out there. <clears throat> and someone like George I still think he's rubbing people the wrong way. I still think his social game is not as good as Haley is portraying it. It's, it's Haley's word at the moment saying that his social game has improved. But I don't know if that is really the case. And we're going to get into an episode where I feel like his social game for me really didn't do so well. Episode 17, right? Um, we start this episode off with Shawnee and Liz on the beach. It's the shiz. They talk about being very close. Shawnee gets an idol. So excited for Shawnee in the game to finally get another idol. It's her third this season. How exciting for her to get that idol. But ultimately, George finds out about the shiz, Mucky. And no. were, you, were you surprised? Yeah, were you surprised about you know how this went down and, and how George reacted to finding out he's not in the, the tight two within the three? Yeah, I, I was quite surprised, you know, because it's, it's a whole ego thing, right? You know, because especially because um, I, I coached uh, improvised acting, right, to young uh, high school high school kids, right, like 2018, 2019. And something that I didn't notice was that in, in a lot of friendship groups, um, if like, a lot of people wanted to be the main one, 
right? They always wanted to be like, oh, look at me, look at me, you know, like I'm in charge of everything. But as soon as there was another click, they'll get rid of Jason really salty. And that's exactly what George had done, you know, because George should have known that Shawnee, she finds like her, her best friend, BFF, and then she rides with them, you know, Fenella, Brooke, like Nick and um, Harry as well. And then obviously Liz, you know, like, yes, he's a part of that, but Shawnee does always have that one person, you know, and it's not saying that she doesn't reach out to everyone, but I think him getting, you know, really jealous over it. I think there was a, like, I think that move he made against Shawnee is what is leading him down his downfall right now. I think if he kept Shawnee in the game, he wouldn't be in anywhere near as much trouble as he is right now. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think he made the move a little bit early on, Shani. I know a lot of people said, you know, she had an idol in her pocket. She potentially was going to go against him. I don't think she was going to go against him in this spot. I think she was probably going to wait one or two more votes to do it. But then again, if you don't make the move first, it's very easy for us to sit on the side here and say you should have waited two votes. Yeah. But if she made the move on him, he would have been the fool sitting at home um, and he would have missed this opportunity. So it's hard, you know, when you look at it that way. I do want to bring up a few more comments here. Dale says, Shani is the first woman to find three idols in Survivor AU. So congratulations, Shani. A lot of records being broken by Shani this season. Um, Shauna is saying that I think George will take Haley next week. Yeah, that could could happen. It's going to be a showdown. The promos are all showing that it's going to be between them. Odetta saying, I can't see Liz winning this. Her edit after Shani was eliminated was underwhelming. I think she would have gotten more if that was the case. I don't know if I agree with that, Odette. I, I feel like, you know, us seeing her being very emotional and crying to us, the camera, is done in a way where it's trying to get the viewers behind her to feel bad for her and get behind this underdog story. And I think that she handled it extremely well because, Kahuna, how dangerous would it have been for Shawnee, as for Shawnee, for Liz, to just be honest with um, him in that moment after she was motivated? Uh, she would probably be next to go if she made her feelings very clear. George would see the how upset. The only reason why she's still there is because George kept saying, she's good, she's good, we still got her, we still got her. And he he's so enamoured with his own ability to, like, win people over, he thinks that it's un- unbreakable, um, despite literally stabbing her in the back the night before. Not literally, like that. Not, not literally. Um, but the stabbing in the back the night before, and yeah, you're right. Liz did a good job to to feel. She's she's a rookie, right? She's she's. We've seen her play with emotion in the past and get really upset when betrayed, and get really happy when things are going away. And she seems to ride on those emotions. So for her to be able to contain that at least in front of the tribe and then show the camera, um, I think yeah, speaks a lot of her ability to be able to overcome that sort of thing we, we think she's driven by emotion but then she can actually contain it as well and that's a skill not everyone has so yeah i mean at this point she just needs to ride him to the final three final four win the last challenge and vote him out and she's good you know i mean the chances of george winning one is so low at this stage he just does not unless there's kfc on the line i don't see him winning that final endurance challenge so i think she's in a good spot if he wants to take her deep in the game and i feel like he might think she's an easy beat at the end because what resume does she really have at this stage so i don't think you know as long as she can keep a cool i don't think the george is coming after her anytime soon within this game um alina is saying hi alina welcome to the live saying i think Haley's game has been weak this season it's amazing she made it this far but she is playing safe and unimpressive and 
I hear you on that, Alina. You know what? I do agree that her game has been underwhelming compared to the game that we saw in Brains versus Braun. The only thing I will say as a counter to that is that I don't think she was allowed to play the game this season. Coming back as a winner, coming back especially as someone that prior to the season, people were saying she's the best winner Australian Survivor has ever seen. People were putting her above David Gannat. I personally didn't. You know, I always think that if you've been voted out of the game, you should have an asterisk next to your name as a winner. But I know a lot of other people have rated her as the best winner ever. And um, I think coming in with that reputation, it made it difficult for her to play this season. She even said earlier in the season, she had to pretend not to be a player in the game just to get deep into the game. So um, I, I think she's trying to make the moves at the right time. But I think because she played such a passive game, sadly, the game of Survivor kahuna sometimes can be a game of momentum if you've played two-thirds of the game in slow mode how do you change up and run at george's pace so late in the game i mean i think one of the the silver linings and maybe a potential if you squint really close you could see it kind of working out for her is that like you said she hasn't been able to play not only from the point of view that she's been a winner and and wanting to downplay her threat but all the action all the votes were over at the villain's tribe um, so they were literally not having to do anything and they cruised for a long time. That plays into that. But also the people that are left don't necessarily see that. You know what I mean? Like the, the, all the all the stuff that happened with the villains and Haley flying under the radar, they all didn't see it because the, all the heroes were there with her. Like all the, you know, so they, they don't know that she hasn't done anything because none of them were doing anything from the get-go until now when it actually kicks off in merge and we get to the point where you do have to play she's starting to do it we're seeing it do when it's when it's necessary she will play and when it's not she sits back and it's kind of working for us so far because she's gone a lot further than a lot of other people yeah and i just want to jump into that as well it's so aggressive but it's like you know with Haley, she's played the game that she's needed to play the heroes right from the start were definitely all about mateship you know it's all about the meat tray alliance you know and if she tried to make any move Sam was going to jump onto her and David was going to jump onto her, you know? So I think she's had to play very underwhelming, really quiet this entire way. But now that the players left in the game are more actual game players, like Mad Dog, Jerry, Mastermind of the season, um, she's actually able to to try and make some moves, you know? And I think now, like, ever since the final 10, she's been trying to quietly make moves. But I think now she's actually realised, no, I need to be at the forefront, be super blunt and just dominate her to the end and i definitely think she can i just want to bring this comment up i agree with both you and what you said about Haley. um marcus says unfortunately while george has issues with his social game he copped a lot of online abuse on twitter for taking out shawnee and unfortunately some of the former players took it too far um i think we've been very adamant on this podcast and we will continue to reiterate it from the three of us that we don't feel like people should be taking this game so seriously outside of the game like whatever it's kind of like vegas what happens in vegas stays in vegas it should be what happens on survivor stays on survivor if you take the game of survivor into your personal life into real life outside of it um you're taking it too far for me personally i mean this is a game there's been over 60 seasons of the show now if you look at all the english versions of it how do people still watch the game right now and even former players who have been out there who should respect the game and they take it out personally on george uh, a few people here brought up that shawnee was going to come after him at the next tribal council um, so obviously he made the right move here. Uh, Shawnee's plan at eight to get rid of George was Shawnee, Liz, Sean, and Simon versus George, George, Matt, Jerry, and Haley as the wild card. And then obviously Shawnee still had her um, idol 
up on her sleeve as well. So it does sound like, you know, again, we're questioning someone that is extremely good at this game. There's clearly logic behind what they did. And I mean, I'm not at, at for any second thinking that we know better than George, right? Like guy is a strategic mastermind at this game. So well done on him for doing that. Um, Green Tea, welcome to the live stream. Is saying, I see George going home next. Uh, there is that ad about the Royal Showdown between them, but normally when they show you somebody's going home, in this case, they're kind of hinting that George may go home. It's normally the opposite. So I would be more worried for Haley. I feel like George has proven once and for all that he can always get that one up on other players. And I do think if you could choose, if you were another player in the game right now, you don't want to sit next to Haley at the final immunity challenge. She is a good immunity challenge beast and she's a jury threat still to win uh i would much rather sit next to george at the end and beat him at that final challenge and then vote him out get all the credit and be the king slayer and then get the title of survivor so i feel like george is pretty safe in the game mucky had this wild prediction earlier kahuna before you came on um with us and i want to hear your thoughts on this because i know mucky's thoughts he predicted that George is going to get voted out, go to Redemption Rock and win his get way back in the game. Do you think there's any chance in hell George goes to Redemption Rock and win his way back in the game? Mucky also said Stevie was going to win, picked Rogue for his draft. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't, I don't, I don't we, know. We were, we were I mean, contemplating, like, what could he win? Maybe, like, a Survivor Trivia competition or, against you know... Jerry. Yeah, like, uh, what's it, uh, politics questionnaire out there? Maybe something like that he'll yeah. win? That, that's true. Um, I don't know, like naming all the items on the KFC menu. <laughs> they destroy that, apparently. I think he was but, angling for like an endorsement deal, to be honest with you. <laughs> listen, he's gonna listen. Be on KFC ads. Well, I know we're being tough on George here, but we love George. George is awesome. He's great TV. He wants a Korean TV, and we want him to get his own TV show because it would be hilarious to follow him around. Um, I think that, you know, George is such a great, great person to have on the season. He's brought so much entertainment, but I just don't see him coming back from Redemption Rock if he gets voted out in a non-elimination episode. The more, more important question right here, Mucky, is we haven't seen a non-elimination yet. We know that there's probably one or two up their sleeves at this point. How annoyed are you that they've kept it so long before we see these last two eliminations now that we're going into, what is it, final eight, final seven in the game left? I'm not annoyed. I personally think, well, you guys need to build a bridge and get over it, honestly. It's like, you know, non-eliminations are part of Australian Survivor now, you know? Like, I've accepted it. I love non-eliminations, but, you know, you guys can't suck it up, so deal with it. No, no but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. I was that. hovering my, my, my mouse over that kick mucky out of the <laughs> podcast button, but I'm trying my best here, mucky. You're testing my last nerve. Um, no, but I think, um, I think it's going to be quite interesting what they do, because... I don't think it'll be an exile twist or like a redemption rock twist. I think it'll have to be something like um like the urns or maybe even you know in season one they had the non-elim episode where they did touchy subjects, and I think it'll be very interesting if that's doing the next episode actually because there's so many because while there is like alliances, like there's so many fractures everywhere, and I think if they were to do like a tribal council for a, a war challenge. But as touchy subjects, that could really expose like so many different cracks and stuff, and it'll really loosen everyone up. So I'm hoping they do a touchy subjects, but I guess we will. Yeah, we will see. Yeah, Christina, good morning. Welcome to the live stream. Uh, all right, so we've touched on quite a few different things that happened in this episode. Biggest one being that you know Simon ends up winning another immunity, which definitely makes him a non-option, and he then becomes 
the most powerful player in the game as a swing vote, Kahuna. But George doesn't want to have it that way. George still wants to make sure that, you know, he breaks Simon's heart and gets him to vote against this idol in the game. What did you think of this conversation and this deal that George was brokering with him? I mean, is this the one on the hammock where yes. Simon basically said, uh, no, I no, think... that, that's the next episode. That's the okay, next sorry, episode. Sorry, 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 so it's sorry. the conversation where Simon comes up and George realizes they're going to split the votes um, between the two players that they want out of the game. But the ultimate vote was going to be Simon. He was going to be able to break if he votes for Nina or for Sean. And obviously he was going to try and save his idol in the game, Sean. But George wants to work with Nina. So even though George doesn't have power as a swing vote, he still takes power in this moment by threatening Simon with being the next person voted out of the game unless he votes out his idol, Sean. Simon knows that he doesn't have anywhere to go. There's there's no port in the storm for him. So if George is giving him something, he'll grab onto it because even his 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 idol and his heartthrob, Sean, has, you know, sort of given him the cold shoulder at times as well. And because we, we've said in previous episodes how the, the way they edited the just... Yeah, not right now, Simon. Can I just talk with him, Simon? And we said that, that that constant neglect left poor Simon looking for somewhere. And he found it in like, you know, like when you, that typical thing in like movies or that where someone's vulnerable and on the streets and then some dark person like is like, okay, come over here, kid. And then George did that. It's like, is George, is George like it, you know, like hiding yeah. in the sewers? Yeah, like George. <laughs> There was nothing, there was no good intent from George at all. But he was like, hey, come over here, little guy. You, I know you're I've not got what happy you want. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it worked, unfortunately. And Simon's like, oh, oh okay, okay, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and it, again, George does not have any qualms about working with anyone. This man has literally been his nemesis from the start. I mean, Simon called him a plonker. He, George has called him straight out like, you're not, you're not playing very good. And they don't like each other, but George will not let that get in the way of his game. And yeah. Simon, at that point in time, was kind of doing the same thing. He knew he doesn't like George, but he's trying. Hats off to it, man. Like yeah. one day in Survivor can mean a lot and cracks can form and you could become a, a, a valuable person to another fracture within an alliance to get deeper in the game. So, you know, Simon's just trying everything and he in his mind knows that it's going to be very difficult to win out until the end. We've never seen anybody from memory do that in Australian Survivor. It's very difficult to win every single immunity in Australian Survivor until the end of the game. So he's trying to look for other options as well. But in this time... Mucky, you know, we saw George walk up and down on the beach the night after he found about the shirts, he found out about them. The music was playing. We had this horror theme going, you know, and we knew that something ominous was about to happen. He comes up with his plan and he talks to Jerry and Haley. Jerry tries to be the good angel on his shoulder saying, it's too soon, mate, don't do it. But Haley is the little devil on his shoulder saying, you know, you want to. What did you think of this conversation? And Haley egging him on to try and get rid of one of his closest allies in the game. Well, you know, I don't think Haley's the devil. I think she's a Winnie the Pooh, you know? Like, she was a Winnie the Pooh on her shoulders, you know, going, come on, mate, come on, mate, let's make a big move. No, but I think, um, I mean, it was definitely the more ex exciting TV, you know, seeing Shoshone go than just uh, Sean or, like, uh, a Nina split, you know? So, yeah, I think it's, um, I think for Haley, 
it was definitely a good move because it really frees her spot in war with that alliance because i do think she wasn't at the top but she was kind of like the lower mid part of the alliance you know but i definitely think yeah. having shoni gone that's that's like a massive spot the halo will be able to fill up you know and so i think for Haley a good move george i mean now we know that it was definitely a good move it was a good for, move yeah for him i yeah. do want to bring up you know dale's got a really good comment here you know if the producers wanted to get involved we all know we like to say the producers get involved you know they try and keep their favorites in the game why did they not save shawnee here kahuna the producers had one job they needed to save a fan favorite and they didn't do it what does this mean for production and their non-interference in the season they're they're very very bad at rigging like for people keep saying there's these conspiracy theories they they they're, they're rigging it for george they're rigging for Ailey. then they're not doing a great job at shaving saving shawnee perfect opportunity there to, to throw a non-elim out and shawnee goes home like mm. if that was if there was ever going to be the instance where they would step in that would have been it and it shows exactly what we've been saying all along it's pre planned the tv show production has to keep rolling and they're not going to change a multi multi-million dollar thing because you know for one night like if they could they probably would they would because you want to keep them on longer but yeah, yeah. that also says they didn't even use it for sandra you know or when she or was Henry or man. yeah it's there's there's more instances of production not saving players than the few instances where the player gets saved by chance on the season. So um, I think we can put that argument to bed when it comes to Survivor. Uh, but ultimately, you know, we see Shawnee go home. I was a bit gutted. You know, it, it was needed for the storyline to progress this season. You couldn't have a king and queen sit at the end of the game. Very rarely do we get a Dom and Wendell situation or a Haley and George situation where the two best players sit next to each other at the end of the season? It's, it's rare. So when it happens, we're always very excited to see it play out. But, you know, we get into the next episode here. Liz is very upset. She's unhappy. She tells us about it. And then Kahuna, George has a very bad, in my opinion, kind of a tone-deaf read on Liz this episode by getting into Shawnee's clothes and maybe it could have been fun and jokey, but I felt like it was a little bit soon for him to be prancing around in front of Liz after her best mate got voted out of this game. I mean, he pulled it off. George is looking pretty good. Yeah. He's got the <laughs> figure. That's not the point here. Kuna. It's not the point, you know, no, it, him having the figure, but look, you know, I, I would hope that he would have read it a little bit in the moment. Like we saw the edit and for us, it was like immediately after Shawnee went home and it felt funny, but I mean, at least in the video, if Liz was doing her, like I said before, trying to contain her emotions, she was laughing. Uh, it looked a bit lighthearted between her. So, I mean, I think we're all offended on her behalf and, and on Shawnee's behalf, but I don't know how much it was. Like, it could have just been... I'm not offended knows? on like, Shawnee's behalf. I'm not... Like, listen, let me just put that out there. This is not the first time that someone has voted someone else out of the game and taken their clothes. Luke Toki was the first person to famously do that. So I'm not shaming George for doing that. Let me just set the record clear. I'm just saying, was it the best thing to do it in front of her bestie the next, the very next day? We didn't even wait a single 24 hours before we jumped in the clothes and made a joke out of it. It's the next morning. Like Liz has just woken up and lost the best mate, Mucky. I mean, I know you're a crazy bastard, but were you, surely you wouldn't have done that, right? 
Oh no, I, I would have done it that night. Like, yeah, look at me, I'm the shoddy slayer. You know, like straight up. <laughs> I would have brought it to the to the tribal and everything. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like like I said, I'm not offended about what happened. It's happened before in the game, but I just felt like it was it was a bad read. And I think that when Liz votes out George, I wouldn't be surprised when she brings up that vote passman and say, This one's for Shawnee. You bastard, you wore her clothes the next day after you voted her out. Now you're going home. <laughs> like I would not be surprised to see her go there. Cause I feel like Liz is the one person you do not want to mess with, and you're gonna find out. She's got that killer look about her. She's maybe calm right now, but Watch out for that one. She's a she's a silent killer. It's always the quiet ones. The quiet ones are the ones you need to look out for. And I'm telling you now, Liz has got I'll slash your tires vibes if you cross me. So don't mess with Liz in this game. I'm telling you, George is gonna pay for this later on. But we didn't really um bring this up earlier, but they obviously go on this reward challenge here. Simon wins the D-Max. Let's get into that first. Very, very happy for Simon that he won the D-Max. Um Kahuna changing your career like midlife or not midlife but in his early 30s to go and become an apprentice carpenter this truck is worth more than what he earns in a year it was super cool for to, for us at least as fans who know that he most likely is not going to get out of the season with a win at least he gets something for his efforts this season right and he has been entertaining yeah absolutely and again like winning a physical challenge he's he's at the moment he's Mike Hollowaying a little bit and it, like to see again if anyone else had won it, I don't know if he would have got that raw emotion that Simon cannot control whatsoever. He he just shows everything on his – he wears his heart on his sleeve so much. And to see the happiness that someone – it obviously meant a lot to him for the type of industry that he's in, the type of job that he's in, and, and like you said, salary-wise, all that sort of thing. It's a big deal, and you got to see it on his face. Um, however, as part of that reward – I do question his choice again, Simon, in who you brought on that reward with you. I think that might have been a bit of a misstep, um, whether he's just happy about the truck and not really thinking about it and he's genuinely so excited to share it with these people. But if it was strategic, he just another miss from Simon, I think. Yeah. Chadu with the comment of the evening so far saying, if Liz votes out George, she can wear George's clothes. <laughs> well, she, she won't be able to wear his hat. His hat's gone. Oh, you yeah, know, that's, yeah. that's, that's thanks to Simon. But um, yeah, now listen, I agree with you. Missed opportunity here because he had the perfect opportunity to strategize. Haley was a great pick. Nino was a great pick, but clearly Simon did not read Matt correctly at all, Mucky, because Matt becomes an immovable object in this game. And I know you were pissed off when Stevie was voted out, but clearly this shows am. that George, I know, but this clearly shows George <laughs> had the right read because, you know, Stevie would have been smoke and mirrors at this stage of the game. And I think he would have been a vote for hire, but Matt is loyal to the core here. How frustrating is it to see someone not play their own game at this stage? Or does he know better than us? Does he want to go to the final with George so he can beat him in a challenge? So what you're saying is that you're frustrated at Matt for not playing his own game. But do you know who would have played their own game? Steve! He would have played his own game! I know. But, um, no. but it's not about it's not about you and I, Mucky. It is about George is. making the right move for him. And I think well, he made the right move for him because Steve would have played his own game. Well, because think about this, right? You know, we've seen, you know, Matt and Joe talk about, oh, you will take George to the end and then we'll take George out at final three, Right. Matt is always going to beat George and Jerry at the final immunity challenge. 
right? If it's George, Steve, and Jerry, you know, it's, it's it's a free for all. You know, who knows who will win their final endurance challenge if all three of them are there? So I actually think saving Stevie would be the more optimal move. And you can't Stevie would have voted with George to take out. Shotty. I don't know why I asked He's this question. No, no, I don't no, even no, know no, why no, I no, thought no. I would get an objective right, argument I, from Mucky. I've been quiet on this for a long time. I'm going to keep talking. All right, that's it. We don't need to hear from Mucky for the rest of the show. Like, uh, we had to kick him out. Guys, sorry, Mucky's gone home early. If you um, if you asked Mucky if the sky was blue, he'd say no. Exactly. He'd, he'd argue the opposite. I want to bring up here a comment from Dale. Dale is saying, my God, did Joel clock everyone else when he won and was on the ground crying? They did not care at all. Well, I will say one person did care and went over there to celebrate with him, and that was Liz great jury management from Liz to go over and celebrate with Simon when he won. And then he was cold, not choosing Liz to go with him on the reward afterwards. But, you know, well done to her for at least going over there. I think that Simon is one of those people that just wears his heart on his sleeves. Like if he's happy, everybody knows. If he's sad, everybody knows. And for me personally, that makes for a great character on TV. Um, he is definitely entertaining and it's been entertaining seeing him not get it right this season. Harukawa, kia ora. Says, I saw this article where Shawnee, Sam Flick were interviewed. Sam and Flick are rooting for Simon, and Shawnee is rooting for Liz, but her winner pick is Simon. So who knows? Um, that's what I was bringing up. People have been flaming us for saying Simon has a chance, and um, the jury out there is wanting to vote for Simon at this stage. So if Simon can find a way to the end of the game, I think that, again, this proves why it doesn't matter to people in the jury a lot of the times how good your strategic game is when you know when we didn't even bring this up but when george voted out shawnee kahuna he said strategy matters more than social game and that is the very reason why i've been calling him russell hans this whole season because i think social game will always matter more than strategic game there's this great saying i think it's simon cynic you know i listen to a lot of leadership podcasts and things like that where they say that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think that also applies to Survivor. If you don't evoke emotion out of someone and they don't feel a sense of loyalty, Kuna, why should they give you the money over someone that they had a better connection with in the game? Yeah, you're right. Like you've brought up the Russell comparison a lot. And I feel like George should see that. George should know. Um, we, we were talking about the the parallels between heroes versus villains, but like Russell, we we've people have said was um Shawnee's Natalie and you know Natalie White and things like like but I don't know if he, he he is so smart he's so strategic and he sees all these angles but he just does not see the people aspect or at least what they're showing us like you said Haley's mentioned that his social game has improved and maybe on an interpersonal one-on-one -on -one level because from by all accounts George is a great person to talk to but what he's not taking into consideration is, yeah, I'm I'm friendly with these people and we're talking and I've got that relationship, but it doesn't take into account what I've done to them, to their friends, to their, their to their alliances and how that makes them feel. Um, people are just wired differently. Some people will see the game and go, I respect that more. And some people will say, look, man, you're like, you hurt me. And I, I'm a bit butthurt by that and I'm going to hold it against you. Um, yeah. And with Survivor, you just don't know, unfortunately, you know. Yeah, no, it's all good points. Kate brings up here, uh, they were jealous of all people to Simon for winning the car. Um, and 
Gabe says, if only Simon picked Liz, we agree. Simon strategy, I just want friends. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much been his strategy this whole season. He's just wanted people to move with him. Uh, I do still think that there's a fear factor around George, and that's why a lot of people are having these one-on-one -on -one conversations with him, because they know he's the head of the ship. He's the captain of the SS Vigilante, and he decides when somebody gets thrown overboard like Shawnee. And that in itself creates even more fear when you can see someone as good as Shawnee being blindsided by the king out there. But like I said, a lot of power is going to his head here, and now he believes that he can see clearly the picture of who is with him and who is against them, but he's clearly underestimating both Liz and Haley in this game currently because when the immunity challenge happens, we get a new immunity challenge winner, and that is going to be Miss Nina Twine Mucky. How satisfying yeah. was it to see a Twine finally win one for the family? Very, very satisfying. I was so happy for Nina in this moment, you know. But, but how ironic, you know, she won a challenge involved sitting. You know, Sandra probably taught her how to sit on the bench, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't think it was an easy <laughs> yeah. sitting challenge. Like I can tell you, no, man, I go to yeah. the gym a lot. Squats is never fun, but holding a squat like that and trying to balance this idol, like I could see the lactic acid build up in people's legs as they were shaking out there. Um, yeah. It was impressive. And one thing I will say is that Nina would have been on my radar once again as someone that got very deep in a mind over matter challenge. We know that the final challenge is normally an endurance type of challenge. I feel like this challenge may have even been one of the final challenges in one of the previous seasons as well, or something very similar to that. So her doing extremely well at this, definitely, in my opinion, should put a bigger target on her head because I also think that if Nina gets to the end, she is someone that has, that has got a lot of friends in the jury. She played with them yeah. in that alliance for quite a long time. She could be a legitimate threat, depending on who she's sitting next to, to still win this game. And Nina's stocks have been on the rise in recent um, episodes here, Maki. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, like I know in your in both your power rankings, you Nina ranked really low, but I can see some of like a small underdog kind of victory for her as well. You know, it's not as massive as Simon's, but I think if she's sitting right next to the right people, then I reckon yeah, she could she could definitely win. Yeah, I want to say Marcus. Uh, Marcus brings up that Jalpi called this challenge on Twitter the toilet seat challenge. Um, the first time ever that I traveled to the Middle East, right? So I, I went to go for a, a holiday in Dubai and Oman and um, some areas around there. It was mind-blowing when I got out of like Dubai and I went into some of the smaller towns where there is no toilet seat. So you do have to do an escort <laughs> there. It would be good, good practice for you was to go play Survivor, but there wasn't weight on top of my shoulders like they did in this one and then having to balance an idol at the same time you know um and really saying and both heroes villains and use heroes villains australia have their own vision of two idol being played at the same tribal council at yeah the final true thing. yeah um green green tea is saying simon winning immunity against a senior <laughs> three women and two underwhelming men um <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. I do think Simon's been, been doing pretty well. He won one earlier as well in the season, right? When he went up against Jordy, who was a very good challenge threat as well. So I think Simon is pretty good at the individual portion of the game. Gabe saying, if Nina's last year is standing and maneuvers to the end, we can pull it. Uh, she can pull a Danny and Chris. Yeah, I can see that. The only thing with Danny and Chris is that both of them had very consistent edits throughout the show. And I'm sorry, I know some people don't want to hear this. 
edits do matter. And that's why it's so confusing when we look at who's been getting an edit and who's left in the game, because the edit would make you believe that it's only Simon Haley and George who stands a chance of winning the season. The rest of them have all been underwhelming, to be honest. So we might have a very unconventional winner if one of those three don't actually pull it through in the end and gives us that win. Uh, so let's have a look at some of the other things here that's happening in this episode. Uh, you know, George has a plan, obviously, with Haley's help. They want to split the votes going into this tribal council. And Haley very smartly and you know says, like, listen, let the girls vote for one side, the boys vote the other way. And that allows for her to change her vote because George Kahuna had plans for Sean. How terrifying is it that the horse and the king may have linked up in the game and worked together? I mean, that would be a formidable combination for sure. Um, if if Simon, I mean, Sean could win some challenges, have George by his side, directing strategy. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been a great combination. Um, I, I don't know if it was a good move from Haley, to be honest with you. I think she could have worked with Sean, like knowing that they did have a prior relationship. I know we, we read earlier that Sean said Haley didn't talk to her for a few days, but and you mentioned that might be a flaw in her game to not foster that relationship, but it certainly could have been picked back up considering how desperate Sean would be going forward. Um, so can I yeah, tell I you why I think she made this move? I think yeah, she made the it. move. I think she made the move against Sean because she didn't think she could beat Sean in the end because Sean was the leader of the OG Heroes Alliance since the early days. He actually did have somewhat of a resume if he was to sit next to her at the end. And she said, at this point in the game, I want to vote out people who I can't win at the against at the end. And I think in her mind, she's thinking, mm -hmm. Simon is this puppy dog. He will do whatever she tells him. He wouldn't be a jury threat at the end. I think that's what Haley thought when she made this decision. Plus... She knew that for some other reason, George had plans for Sean. He wanted Sean in the game longer, which made her a bit cautious of what was happening there. I don't think it's a matter of Sean versus Simon. For me, George should have been the target. Like, yeah. George absolutely should. Like, any opportunity you get, you need to, like, and it was a perfect time. George should have been the target. As a, If you're going to backflip on George anyway, and she's now, like, she kind of let it fit. Let Can I add another off. reason why I think that didn't yeah. happen? I think it was Nina because Nina clearly has a distaste for Simon in the game. She yeah. makes all these facial <laughs> expressions every single time he's around. She clearly does not like him. She clearly said in the vote, listen, you've tanked my game. Every time I've tried to work with you in the game, things have gone horribly wrong. So I think that she knew that having that conversation with Nina was just a non-starter at this point. And she wanted to have that little bit, because this only required her to be in on the plan, right? She made an executive decision of one to make this switch. And I think that, you know, Mucky, this is where the game becomes very complex because George have really sowed mistrust within the minnows in the game and he's kept that tight unit with himself and jerry that are so tight they will never turn against him and then obviously liz has been still loyal to him to a certain degree here as well maybe liz was the vote they needed but yeah. you know you've got to take off your hat to him right oh yeah absolutely absolutely but i actually think that this was also the right move for Haley because i think you know sean is someone who everyone can can work with right everyone's kind of on equal playing field for simon everyone just has got such a strong distaste for him that keeping him in the game is another round that you can make it further if even just uh, just decides to pile onto simon you know so i think um by keeping simon Haley has made sure that she's got at least another round of herself in the game but also a number that she can easily work with because definitely simon and Haley have worked together in the past but yeah but, but definitely george is 
is running a very tight ship and yeah it's all props to his social game i think on one-on-one connections but i think when it comes to overall like group connections that's where he tends to lack i definitely think he's built strong one-on-one connections with a lot of people yeah Shauna here says, I found it weird how Haley told them that George won 60k when Simon just won a car. Uh, I think it was Haley getting really desperate to try and get cracks in there, to try and get people to go against George. Because at this point, I honestly think everybody wants George to go as deep as possible in the game, take them with him, and then they want to beat him at the end. I think everybody thinks they can beat him at that final immunity challenge. Um, But yes, her mentioning the 60k when she's already won 500k, I don't think it's a good thing to make people aware that we should be going after people who've already won money or like Simon won a car on the show. So I don't know if that was good. And I also think that, you know, George having said earlier in the show that he put that out there as bait clearly shows us that he is going to find out that she told someone about the 60K and he's going to know that she's coming for him and he's going to take her out again. He's going to outplay her for the second time. You know, so far they've gone head to head. The only time that he that she has outplayed him is when the jury decided she outplayed him. But whenever they've gone head to head on a vote and in strategy, he's always had the better of Haley in the game. And I think he's going to prove it once more here, Kuna. He's probably going to take her out for a second time in this season. That's how I think it's going to go. I think they've both known from the start that they, they're going to be at some point that their trains would collide. Um, they're both heading towards the end of the game and their biggest competitor is each other as well as kind of being their biggest alliance. Haley's starting starting it early with little jabs um, and if George picks up on it, then he'll take a bigger swing for sure. And it might be because, as um, we said before, Simon's misstep maybe Haley's undoing by bringing Matt to the reward challenge, Matt could very easily go back to George and say exactly what um, Haley did. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Like, Haley, Haley's throwing things. She's trying. She's doing things. But I don't know if they're necessarily the, the right moves necessarily to backstab George without actually backstabbing George. You know what I mean? Mucky, you go. Yeah. I just want to say, I sorry to disagree with you, Chris, but actually, you're not. No, I'm not sorry. I am going to disagree with you. Um, I actually think Haley's got the numbers to take out George because if you had to break down the seven, it's George, Jerry, Matt confirmed three, right? You've got Haley, you, you know, you've got Simon, Nina, and Liz, right? Liz isn't, you know, super massive about George at the moment for taking out Shani, and I think she will be waiting for the time to get revenge and take out George. Haley wants to take out George. Simon wants to take out George, so Nina is really the swing. And I think if Simon isn't on the table, I think Nina will side with Haley. Uh, listen, I can see it yeah. going that way. I just believe Liz is not taking him out yet. I think Liz is staying with him until the final challenge, and she beats him at the immunity challenge. She's clearly better at, at it than him, and I think that her road to the end becomes harder if she goes with Haley, Nina, and Simon, who she doesn't have as close of a relationship with as with the the spy school person that's still in the game and also Matt and Jerry who are very solid numbers. Who's not going to flip on them. So I don't think it would be a very smart strategic move for Liz to flip at this point. And I think that's why George has got the numbers in the game to take her out, but we're going to see how it plays out. I just don't trust the, pr- the production team when they show us something's going to happen. It's normally the opposite. Um, George is going to know she's coming for them because of the 60 K. You know, I just see the storyline going that way. And, and we both could be wrong. We'll, we'll obviously know that by the weekend when it plays out. Um, Bear eats world. 
Hi from the UK. Welcome to the live stream. Mm. I've never seen you here before. Love seeing new people in the live. Says George's game so far has put a target on his back since day one. I think he has played so hard that he will not be able to make the final. No one will take him to the final. He is no Boston Rob. Um, I, I think you're right. I think he's not good at controlling his threat level, to be honest. Uh, and I don't think we spoke about it earlier in the live, probably before you joined us, that we don't think George is necessarily playing for the win only. I think he's playing to become a larger than life character on the show. And, you know, he, he already is a legend, regardless of where he gets voted out. George should not have gotten this deep in the game, similar to Haley. Haley should not have gotten this deep in the game. So we can very comfortably say that they're two of the best players that the Australian franchise have ever seen. Clearly two of the best players that the world has ever seen when it comes to um, playing Survivor. And I, I had somebody ask earlier, would George come back and play again? I think George answers the call almost every time that they ask him because he's a super fan of the show. But I also see him playing in a Worlds Collide type of season where they get the best from each franchise to go up against each other. I just hope that they don't give George, like Boston Rob is a great example. I hope they don't put him there with a bunch of fans or people who've never watched the show so he can win like Boston Rob did in the season that he won. I don't want to see that. Boston Rob's a great player regardless of that, but his season will always be um, an asterisk due to the fact that he went up against people that, you know, it was his fourth season playing. He went up against first-timers. Like, how is that fair in my mind? Um Hot take here from The Real Orcs saying Simon is a genius strategist. He has developed the anti-threat strategy by by intentionally uh, yes. bundling his game and burning near everyone so badly that he has guaranteed his place at final tribal council. That makes Mucky very happy because Simon is one of two players he's got left in his draft. Honestly, it's like the sneaky Steve strategy, you know? It's like Simon's been sneaky while being so loud and so bombastic. It's like the sneakiest way to get to the end because everyone's going to say, oh, there's not going to win any jury votes, even in the comment section. As we're I saying, would like to call Simon's strategy win. the cryptocurrency strategy. It just keeps crashing. That's, <laughs> that's basically what's happening this season with um, Simon. Also, let's have a, look, a few more look here at the comments. Uh, Shauna saying, I think Nina would want to take out Haley because she's a challenge threat. Yeah, I can see that. You, you don't want to go against Haley at the end. Liz will vote out Haley, in my opinion. Again, yes, Haley is Liz's biggest competition in the challenges. I don't see why Liz would want to sit next to Simon and Haley or even Nina in a final four situation, right? Because it's just harder to beat them. You'd much rather go up against George. You'd much rather go up against Jerry. And then you only have to worry about Matt. But I also think Liz could beat Matt in a lot of situations, you know? But it's going up against one proven challenge winner in a group of four or going up against three potential threats to win an immunity against you and the other four scenario. And that's why I don't think Liz is going to go that way. I think she's going to wait and choose her time to strike. Uh, Green Tea says, George could win final immunity. Nobody knows. Listen, stranger things have happened, Green Tea. Like stranger things. I just don't see it happening. I just, uh, George has yet to win one, but if he was to clutch out that one, hats off to him. Like I'd, I'd be very happy for George, by the way, if he does win this season, because he has played the hardest game this season. All credit should go to him for the ratings that we've seen. Um, so if he does pull it off, there would be nothing but respect from my end for him to pull it off that way. Gabe saying, Nina has a target. Haley before, if she is a swing vote, I think she picks George's side. Could be. Dolores, welcome to the live. It must be very early over there in Florida. Saying, good day all. I agree with you all. Georgie is good, but George knows he is good and will be a victim of his ego. Yeah, could be. Velvet, welcome back to the live saying Nina would probably be smart to bring George closer to the end rather than Haley uh, because she'll beat him in pretty much any challenge, which is exactly what, what I think we all agree as well. Now, obviously, 
Haley changes her vote. She ends up sending Sean home. There's a massive um, showdown that's going to happen because as they walk out of tribal council, you know, George is convinced he can read everything at this point. He thinks it's Nina, but obviously we know it's not Nina. And I think Nina is about to spill some tea in regards to the information that was leaked about the Sam vote earlier in the season. She hasn't spoken about that as of yet. And the 60K um, conversation that came out. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it all play out. But as we're approaching the end of this podcast here, guys, we've got to go through our draft and see what is happening on that no, side. No, Lucky <laughs> really doesn't want to see it. But, you know, we, we're going to have to look at this. This is where we were sitting coming into this week. I took a bit of a, a loss with Sam going out first. Then after Sam, we had... Shawnee. Another hit on Mucky's team with Shawnee, his overall number one pick, which I was very jealous about that he got Shawnee. Um, that was the only good pick he made early in the game. No, no, Maybe no, in the no, whole no, no. draft. No, 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 no. You know, Simon's been good, good for you as well. Pick. Simon's been good for you. He's got he's gotten you some points. So I'll give you yeah. that. But how how you thought Simon would go out there and get you points, I don't know. That that's yeah, the impressive I, one. Yeah, I mean, what can I say? It's it's just like in pool, you know, you don't try and win. You just hope that the other player stuffs up and actually sinks the black, you know? So, <laughs> so that's my plan here with Chris. All right. And lastly here, we've got Sean obviously voted out as well. So going into the final seven, we've got Mucky with two players and you've got me with five players left in the game. Now, what does this mean for our points, Mucky? Because the points is based, for those that are new to this, on quite a few criteria, but it includes things like confessionals, immunity wins, finding advantages, um, there's a whole list of it. And also there's some con bonus confessional points and things at the end of the season. But, you know, it's been a bit of a one-way traffic show, even on that side, because you've been losing a lot of players early in the game. So that gap has now widened to about 225 points between us uh, at this stage. So you've got my team at 1,067 points all up. You're sitting at 842. The top players, as per our points ranking system currently, the top three is – uh, Number one, George, 155 points, no surprises. The the MVP of the season so far. Second, you've got Simon at 152.5, <laughs> you know, coming in very closely to George there. Not much between uh, the two rivals on the season. And then in third place, we've got Queen Haley at 138.5 points. And then there's a massive drop off to the rest of the players when it comes to points. So those are really the three biggest players that we currently see in the season so far, Mucky. What about Jerry? Uh, how many points does Mad Dog Jerry bring into? Mad Dog Jerry is at the bottom with 90.5 points. Uh, oh, sadly, not doing too great. Sadly, not doing too great. He's had the least amount of confessionals of anybody that is currently on the show. And obviously, you know, he's not really won anything either. So he's not really bringing you points that he's won way. My heart. He's just won your heart. That, that yeah, That's the thing heart. that truly <laughs> matters. It truly matters. Um, but... You know, you've got Simon at 152, Jerry at 90 points. Um, on my side, the the rest of the team, you've got Nina in third place at 119 behind George and Haley, um, followed by Matt. And then Liz is my bottom point getter in my team at only 101 points. So not that much ahead of Jerry at this stage. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I'll bring up the spreadsheet here so everybody can see where we're sitting at points-wise. And... Um, We'll read a couple of the comments as they're coming in. So th that's the category up there for points and also some bonus confessionals and things like that at the end of the season. But it's looking pretty dire for my boy Mucky at this stage. Let's have a look and see what people are saying here. 
Sabri saying, just an interesting question. Who's better player, George or David? For me personally, David. For you to be classed as the best to ever play, in my mind, you have to win. I think you have to have a win under your belt. That's just me personally. Um, but Kahuna, what do you believe? Because a lot of people are saying that George is the best to ever play in Australia. Um, no, I, I'm on David's side as well. I think he's... George may have him on strategy, but David has the more well-rounded, every aspect is high. So he can do physical, he can do social, he can threat manage, he can do strategy. He, he sees the angles and he can back it up in all aspects of the game as well, which makes him just well-rounded. You, you talk often about the FIFA rating um, analogy. and George I lose half of the podcast out. when I do, but yeah, <laughs> I do. George is maxed out, whereas Dave would be very high in all, like, across the category. So, yeah, I, I would pick David as the more overall player, but George has higher peaks, I think, in some areas. Yeah, I think that, you know, if George does end up winning this season, we can have that conversation again, and we could look at, does George have a, a, a legitimate shot at it? Because then George would have made the finals twice, and he would have won a season. Then you kind of have to give it to George. But I think until George wins the season, Mucky, in my mind, he can't beat David. What, what, what's your take on this? Both myself and Kahuna are thinking that David at this stage is probably still the better player between the two. Yeah, so how I tend to look at things, you know, I know we recently spoke about this um, earlier this afternoon, I think. It's like, you know, when you when you take a player, you know, you, you get them to play 100 times and how well would they do each time? And I think... Quite a, quite a lot of times, George is probably out pre-merge, but David either makes late pre-merge or he does make the merge. And I definitely do think in terms of winning, David definitely wins more times than George because he does have that physicality. He does have that, you know, the social game and the strategic mind as well, whereas George is mostly just strategy and a wee bit social, but not really that physical element. So, yeah, I'd say yeah. David right now is a lot better than George, yeah. Velvet... Velvet says here, David solos George. He was against better players, and George needed to be saved both of his seasons. That's true. If you think about it, like, I mean, there was a couple of twists early on in uh, uh, George's first season that kind of saved him. And then also this season, Shawnee was his saving grace early on. Like, I think if Shawnee doesn't play with him, he's gone before the merge. She really did save him twice in this game. Uh, FB is saying... If Liz was to win, what would your thoughts on her in it after these 18 episodes be? Um, underwhelming, I think, if she wins yeah. at this stage. What do you guys think? You know, I think it's um it's definitely quite a choir, but then again, at the same time, you do have such these loud bombastic characters like a George, like a Haley going around. But I think it's very interesting. It's like even though she hasn't had many confessionals, she's been on our screen. A lot you know we see her chatting to a lot of people and i think this is how strange survivors edited where like confessionals isn't the only type of screen time you can get it's like your conversations and actually been shown on screen that's where your sort of airtime is you know we see george talking to jerry a lot and jerry gives us his thoughts and his plans by talking to george he doesn't tell us the camera but that's what he tells george so is that jerry's way of screen time if that kind of makes sense odette knows how to he just knows how to work on my nerves with these questions. <laughs> He's saying, if Haley gets saved by another non-alum and goes on to win the season, what will be your opinion on that win? Because a lot of people said that Haley was a better winner than David Gennett after she won. And I didn't agree with it. I thought she was a great player, probably one of the best players we've ever seen. 
But as a winner, I think David Canada is a better winner because he was never voted out of the game. I'm an old school salty fan when it comes to survivors. So I don't like players winning when they're voted out, their torch has been snuffed, the game's over in my mind. So when they come back to win it, I have to put them in a different category. So I have to put them with the Vanessa Marawas, the Chris Underwoods, and the um, you know, Haley's of this world. And I have to say, between those three, who's the best winner? And I think Haley's by far the best out of the three. You know, yeah, she definitely is the best out of those three. Uh, but I find it hard to rate her against other winners, even though I do respect Haley as a player, and I think she's an amazing player. Um, but I wouldn't like it if she was to win that way again. Um, I'd be like, well, what the hell? But um, clearly she would be the two-time winner at doing that, you know? Um, let's have a look here at a few more comments coming in. Chadut saying, do you think George can win in the final three? I think he can if he sits next to Matt and Jerry. Um, but there's a few places maybe where it doesn't happen. I do think. Odette the same as me. I thought she was the best player out of the 2021 winners globally, but the worst winner. I'm with you. I, I mean, you can respect the player even if they're not a winner, and you could rate them separately from the win itself. Velvet says, who do you think is a better winner, Christy or Haley? I kind of feel like I answered that. <laughs> Christy yeah. was never voted out. So for me, Christy would be the better winner. But I know that Maki wouldn't agree with that. And um, no, Kahuna, where, where do you sit on it? Uh, I don't... That first season, so I didn't like Chrissy's game at all. I hated that she won. I, I, I hated that it was like who she was sitting next to as well. Um, and I think that season came down to she had an amazing tribal council, like final tribal. She had a she destroyed him in the final tribal, but the rest of her season I did not respect at all. I thought she was she was being dragged as a goat and then woke up at final tribal, like. Like that was Christy yeah. just played a very impressive game of threat management basically throughout the season, and she pretended to be this. Threat. Yeah, like exactly. She pretended she to called be the sneaky Steve. Yeah, she she did it <laughs> gloriously. Like you know, if if, if uh, Simon was to win, it could be another one like that. Uh, best winner, Christy. Best player, Haley. I agree. Bear eats world. That that, that you, to me, I don't think you can compare someone that has not had their torch snuffed in the game against someone that did because they got strategically outplayed in the game. Now, I know people are saying it's part of the game. It's okay. We, we, we don't have to agree on everything. In my opinion, when it comes to the best female winner of Australian Survivor, I think it's Pia. I've said that many a times. I rate Pia's win very highly. And she also went up against very good players in her season. What winner would you prefer to return? PR? Well, I guess I just answered that. <laughs> I, I'd love both. By the way, I'd love both of them to return. I've had DMs with both PR and Christy. They're both very nice. So I wouldn't mind either one of them coming back to play. But I think the most likely one is Christy. I don't think PR wants to come back and play Australian Survivor. Let me just put it like that. And that's based on conversations we've had. Uh, Christy's saying, uh, Gav says, Christy, sorry, is at the bottom of Australian Survivor winners. That's fine. We don't have to agree. Um, Shauna says, who's your top five Australia female players? All right, let's go for it. I like this question. Um, Kahuna, we'll start with you. Who's your top five? If you had to Jeez. rattle the, no, no pressure. Right. Haley's got to be number one for me. Yep. I, I agree uh, with that. Brooke? Brooke. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of Brooke's game. If, if you don't um, say Shawnee, the chat's going to just Sha ask me Shawnee to has out. to be. I mean, absolutely. Those three are locks. They're automatics, right? If you don't have them in the top five women. And I'm just trying to figure out who would make, like, add in the rest. I don't, I don't know. Like, if you're saying top by who's the best players or who is just the top that you like the most, I'd say top best players, you have to include Sean. I know Sean's not popular, but she made mm -hmm. the finals twice. 
you got to give it credit for that you know she's maybe she's the amanda kimmel of australian yeah, survivor she's just not good yeah she's just not good at final tribal council for a lawyer you'd think she would be able to you know pitch her case but she can't pitch her case when she gets to the end um but i would think sean you would put it in there um mucky is there anybody that you would add or do you have differences in your opinion we've got four players I, there you know i like i've seen like a couple a couple of comments about you know ranking sean this game but i do just want to say can we just quick talk about shawnee just how much of a phenomenal season she's had you know, aside from yeah. George, she was the only other player with, well, you, you know, her, Haley, and George had the biggest targets coming in, and yeah. she made the merge. You, you know, she's not a challenge beast. She's not like a mastermind like George. She's good at strategy, but like not as as good as George. And um, and and she made the merge. You know, she's the only female player to find three idols in a single season, four in total. And yeah, I think Shawnee, she's probably the best female strength survivor player, and I personally would love to see her come back i don't know what season she will come back but definitely like a international potentially even a legend season i'd love to see shawnee come back represent australia because i think yeah she's she's a top in my opinion but yeah um i forgot we heard sandra sandra play in australia oh yeah, sandra, yeah. <laughs> yeah but listen I, I don't class her as a female australian survivor player i would say you know uh chadu apologies <laughs> don't spam um in the chat we had childhood mentioned phoebe over and over again and then we also had um some people mentioned the godmother two other great players i do think there is so many i mean sarah taliki is another player i absolutely adore and love and would love to see come back and play the game again i think she's got so much potential there is really a lot of good players you know if you're wanting to look at challenge beasts abby abby was actually not mm -hmm. bad strategically either i feel like she was pretty good I, I do just want to quickly jump in. We're freaking one major female player, and that is Rogue. You know, Queen of Blindsiding herself. You Not know, happening. Not mother, happening. Like, <laughs> I saw yeah, Abby's Bel going to be on Sass. is the best pre-merge yeah. in Australia and could even make a case for in general. Moana, yeah, she's she's very good as well. I don't know. A lot of people were low on Moana for some other reason in her all-star season. Um, I can't remember why. <laughs> but, yeah, Moana was pretty decent as a player. I think people are just frustrated. Tom also said I was going to say Sarah Taliki. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we got into the end of this one here, guys. Thank you so much for everybody in the live for participating and being so active. We always love reading the comments in the live um, and you know, spending our Thursday evenings with you as we dissect each week of Australian Survivor. We'll be back next week for week seven to dissect all of the action. Uh, if you've gotten to this point in the video and you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the like, and putting, turning the notification bell on. There's much more content to come over the next couple of days myself and kahuna will be back to talk about the challenge world championship so yeah. keep an eye out for that one and i'll also be joined tomorrow by omar and jake will join the podcast with me as we talk to omar about survivor 44 episode two so so much great content coming onto the channel uh please be sure to catch all of that try and come come into the lives if you can you know if you're not working i don't want to get you in trouble with your boss uh but otherwise try and get in and uh, take part in the conversation especially with omar as well because i will pull up some questions from the live audience and ask it directly to omar as well as long as it's above board right um but i know you guys will behave so we should be in a good place uh for now that's it, guys. Grab your torches, head back to camp, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.